Hello everyone and welcome back to the True North Racing Podcast. I am your host, John Morrison. Guys, we're at episode 11. This week on the show, we have Ryan Houston, a mini stock dirt racer out of Leamington, Ontario. Before we get started, uh, let's hear from uh, Jumbo Medium Promotions. All right, everyone, just before we jump into this week's episode, I want to talk to you about our presenting sponsor, Jumbo Medium Promotions. Jumbo Media provides race-ready promotions to bring you and your team to the next level. We provide weekly updates as well as providing off-season, mid-season, end-of-year write-ups for your team. On top of the write-ups, we have photo and video opportunities as well. For more information, contact us at jomopromos at gmail.com. That's J-O-M-O-Promos at gmail.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and follow us at Jomo Media. All right, guys, just before we jump into our episode this week, uh, I want to talk to you guys a little bit about a few things. Um, so if you guys haven't heard, last Wednesday, we had a um, uh, a couple couple things drop. So we had a new episode. We had an episode with Jonathan Vay drop, and it was a fantastic episode. I love it. If you haven't checked it out yet, uh, head on, head uh, check on, uh, check your mo- the most, uh, the second most recent one now, episode 10. With Jonathan Vay, um, here stock driver out of uh, uh, Barry area, uh, Innisfil area, great guy. Um, I wish him nothing but the best in 2021. Um, but if you haven't, if you listen to that, uh, first off, I want to congratulate the winner, uh, guys. We had a giveaway last week. I want to thank everyone for entering. It was uh, fantastic. Um, the t- the response we got from it. Um, I'm happy with it. Uh, hopefully it's the first of many, um, uh, hopefully the winner enjoys their, um, Jonathan Vay motorsports t-shirts and their Jumbo media t-shirts as they will be coming in the mail soon. Um, so, uh, so yeah, that's right. You heard we have Jumbo media t-shirts. Now we have a full line of apparel, uh, for Jumbo media. So if you head into my link on, uh, Instagram, um, there's a link in the bio for Linktree. You hit it. First one up will be Jomo Media Merch. Uh, you guys can go in there. It'll take you straight to the site. You guys can pick and choose what you guys want. There's hoodies. I'm currently sporting. I know you guys can't see or anything like that. But currently I'm sporting a Jomo Media t-shirt or sweater. Sorry. It is comfy. It is perfect. Um, I got to thank Epic Racewear for jumping on or for helping me out to get the start. Uh, start to help me get this uh, started, um, it has been a great turnout so far. Um, guys, if you guys want some merch, head over to Instagram. Um, I believe my link, uh, there's a link on Facebook as well. I'll repost it um, often probably. And so you guys can go in and uh, pick out a t-shirt, a sweater, a long sleeve shirt. Ladies, there's some t-shirts, there's some tank tops. Um, there's sweaters, as well, general sweaters for, for everyone. Um, there's youth sizes as well. Um, so to help me stay on the air and whatnot, if you guys can help me support me by buying apparel, that would be fantastic. Links in the bio. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited for this one. So this week we have the driver of the number 92 H Ryan Houston coming on with us last summer when I started Jomo media, he, um, him and I, uh, or sorry, his, uh, their media person. Elena, uh, Elena Houston reached out to me and, uh, we shot some emails back and forth asking about what I do and what I can do to help. And, uh, yeah. So, uh, they signed on with Jomo media last year. Uh, unfortunately because of COVID, not a whole lot was able to get done. Um, I'm hoping this year, um, uh, this year will be a lot better. I know this will year will be a lot better for us. Um, yeah. So guys, uh, he, he, I've, uh, gotten to me, I got to get to know them a little bit more, uh, over the past few months. And, uh, he's got a good head on his shoulders. He's looking forward to a good year in 2021 here. Uh, they're building a brand new car. Never been tested mini stock. Uh, they're going to be running out of Southern Ontario motor speedway. Um, so guys, uh, head over to their Facebook, Instagram. Uh, it's at Ohana acres racing. So take a look at it, Ohana Acres Racing here on Facebook uh, and Instagram. And you guys can follow and like and subscribe to them. 
Um, they're a new team. They're a two-car team now out of Leamington. They're both running mini stocks with his teammate Mark McDonald. Um, so yeah, guys, we're gonna we're gonna. Uh, I don't really have much to talk about today other than that. So we're gonna just jump right into our interview here. So here's our interview with Ryan Houston. So sit back, relax, and let's go racing. All right, guys, this week on the True North Racing Podcast, we have the driver, the number 92H. Out of Leamington, Ontario, we have Ryan Houston. Ryan, how are you? I'm doing good. Yourself? I'm doing well, thank you. Uh, well, welcome to the 2020 offseason, eh? Yeah, I don't know. The whole year seems to have been one big offseason. That is true. Um, so let everyone, uh, why don't you let uh, everyone know a little bit about you? Um, well, I'm 35. Have you, as you mentioned, I live in Leamington, Ontario, which is a, a small-ish town outside of uh, Windsor. Used to be called the tomato capital of Canada. <laughs> yep. Um, four kids. I've uh, been with my wife uh, almost eight years. Uh, not much else. <laughs> no, that's all right. Um, so you're a rookie in the uh, dirt mini sock side um, from down that way, correct? I am. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit how you got into uh, dirt track racing? Um, well, a friend of, a friend of my wife's um, actually runs uh, the mini mod series at our, uh, at our local track, which uh, is Southern Ontario Motor Speedway. Um, he invited us out uh, a couple years ago uh, to a race, and we both had a uh, wife and I both had a really good time. Uh, before then, um, I'd been just only thing I ever interested in was asphalt racing. Um, when I lived in London, Ontario, um, a big, uh, big presence at uh, Delaware Speedway, always going out there on uh, Friday nights to their uh, programs. Yep. And, uh, Never thought, honestly, that I'd be I'd be racing dirt, but here I am, and it I'm actually having really um, a lot of fun doing it. That's awesome. Yeah, I used to uh, I used to make my way down to that way for a Friday Night Delaware show quite often back in oh late 2009 there, and then early into the 2010s there. Um, yeah, I was with a, a late model uh, late model team that was driving from. Uh, well, we'd be coming from Erin, Ontario, so that's a, that's a hike going that way anyways. Yeah, and I, well, actually, um, what really got me into it was uh, my high school shop teacher yep. um, actually ran uh, late models at Delaware Speedway. Oh, and, who was uh, that? Uh, Doug Stewart. Doug Stewart. Uh, used, oh, I think I know that name. Yeah, used to, uh, was the 42, I believe. Um, he was, uh, I believe it was Canusa that was sponsoring him. Yeah. And uh, the year I was actually graduating high school, uh, the senior project for the, the shop class, we actually built um, a late model for the school um, in shop class. Oh, wow. That would have been a lot of fun to do. It was. Um, learned a lot about um, fabricating, doing that. Um, one, thing, one thing I've learned now that I'm building my own race car is f- to basically how to fabricate. Um, yeah. You just kind of make stuff fit. <laughs> yeah, that's the fun part about uh, uh, build, building a car, especially from scratch. In your case, you guys are uh, uh, building a brand new mini stock for next year. It, are, yep. you, you learn a lot. And, oh, yeah. and it helps you have the, the history of doing the fabrication. Yep. I mean, I mean, the one thing I wasn't prepared for was how many wires are actually in a car. Yeah. <laughs> That was uh that was an adventure. It's all the uh, it. it's a lot different from than the older cars, eh? Yep. Yeah, and I mean, you leave one ground wire unhooked, and that car doesn't run. Yeah. And it, so so far, that car is working, right? Oh yeah. Um, I mean, we I think there was like one issue. I unplugged the wrong thing, and all of a sudden there was like no throttle response to the pedal plugged it back in, reset the computer by unhooking the battery, and I've had no issues since then. Well, that's good then. Yeah. Um, so you you ran a, a, a Sunfire, correct, this year? Uh, yeah, that was uh, 
that was my uh my first car yeah and then over this winter you're building a uh chevy cobalt correct yeah chevy cobalt pontiac g5 yeah whatever, whatever you want to call it same yeah. car um so what happened well, how come you guys are building a new car um well uh final uh final practice at our local track of the year and uh i had one of my uh rims actually or one of my wheels actually break off the car and uh instead of turning in the corner the car went straight um hit the wall at a, a very bad angle and broke the uh the front subframe and those sun fires i mean there's a million of them out there but finding a good one with a good subframe is becoming very hard and just buying a whole new subframe from even just an aftermarket company the price of a new subframe is be better just build a whole new car so we opted to go with what is arguably one of the better cars out there to to run mini stock with um from conversations i've had um, with people in in tech groups who've actually helped me out quite a bit if you're not winning with a cobalt the car is not the problem yeah yeah a lot of the times the rules seem to fail i've i'm not i i'm still learning the dirt side stuff um but a lot of times it seems like the cobalts do have an upper edge in some ways uh uh for for um all all forms of racing really yeah i mean i mean the engine that's in them gm did a really good job with them um there's a lot of there's a lot of horsepower there and in a, in a class that limits modification on the cars to keep them cheap, the more, the more horsepower you can get in a stock form, the better you're going to perform. Yeah. Um, so you guys are working on that and it's coming along quite nicely, especially from all the pictures you guys are posting. Um, yep. Well, we're going to jump earlier to this year. Your first race was at Merrittville, correct? Back in June. Yes, it was. How did that go? Um, well, for my for my first race, I I think it went well. I mean, I didn't hit anything. Yeah, um, that's always a plus. Yeah, to tell you the truth, I mean, I was I was quite nervous. Um, for you know, first even when I went out for for hot laps, I mean, on my you know on the way up from the pit area, they go over the you know they go over the. Uh, um the radio they're like you know you're gonna go by the the uh the flag stand and you're gonna wave your right hand and yeah. they're gonna they're gonna check your transponder well you know i'm completely nervous first time you know ever being in this car on dirt you know and i go out and i go past the flag stand and i wave and the next thing i hear is 92 that was your left hand not your right hand <laughs> so there, there there was some nerves there and um you know they, they'd calmed a little when i went out for um uh, my first heat race and again i mean not knowing you know exactly you know what lines to run first time i've ever been to Merrittsville speedway whether it be to watch it or even competing so completely greenhorn i mean trying to figure out what line i want to run you know what even what gear i want to be in in the car i mean i didn't do super good in my heat i think i finished last place in my heat race um and then my feature uh my, my plan for the feature was um basically just stay out of trouble um i was just gonna you know ride around get some seat time um and i felt my confidence grow when i actually passed somebody that wasn't under caution or wasn't someone that crashed i actually passed another car under racing conditions so once that happened, I felt my, uh, my confidence grow, uh, pretty good. Yeah. That on something like that, that'll help grow your confidence, seat time and just being out there on the track, just uh, even just riding around. Sometimes it, you'll surprise yourself. Yeah. Um, and then your second race, uh, you raced in, I think August, I believe it was at yep. Humberstone. So again, another green track you, you probably never were never at, correct? Uh, no, I'd never been to, uh, to Humberstone and uh when we got there um I said unloaded the car uh and what really threw me off there was um they didn't do a, any of the, they didn't do any uh, practice laps before they did the heats so it you know when I went out for my heat it was 
like I had no, you know, no clue to the track at all. So I pretty well took the same approach I did um, to Merrittsville. I figured out at Merrittsville what gear I wanted to, to drive the car in. So I just kind of left it there um, just uh, when I did Humberstone. And uh, when I went out for the, uh, for my heat, I think it was the, I think I was the first, in the first heat uh, for, uh, for the minis and uh, they had just wet down the track and I was, it was very slick. I mean, I know my heart was in my, in my throat the whole time because every time I went to enter that corner, that car was sideways. Yeah. Uh, I think I did a little bit, I felt I did a little bit better um, there, um, especially in the heat race. Uh, finished last in the heat, but I wasn't really um, expecting, you know, to win. Um, and then when the feature came up, um, again, kind of took uh, my own approach. Um, again, just going for, for seat time, getting used to, to everything. Um, and just, you know, trying to stay out of everyone's way. Um, I thought I, you know, I was doing pretty good on that. There was a, a pretty nasty wreck um, in that race. One of the one of the cars that uh, was running in the back spun actually in front of the leaders and got collected and pretty hard hit. Um, luckily, everyone was okay from that. Um, but that took out quite a few cars. Um, and then afterwards, on one of the on one of the restarts, one of the um, faster cars that had ended up at the back of the pack. Um, yeah, bleh, can't speak. Um, <laughs> slid up into me in one of the corners and uh hit my left front tire um and actually damaged the rim enough that as i was racing i cut the tire down so i had to uh i had to come off the track with a couple laps to go because well had no steering yeah <laughs> so flat flat tire and flat front tire in a front wheel drive car it's not going to turn so i had to yeah. come off only, only a couple uh a couple of laps to go but i mean i improved I think Merrittsville, I think I finished 24th or 25th out of 28 cars. And um, Humberstone, I think I finished 17th out of 28. So I feel I did, I did improve and I definitely felt a lot more, uh, more I felt, definitely felt a lot more confident um, out in that one. Um, I know it showed um, during uh, caution laps where I was actually getting up to the other car in front of me instead of having three or four car lengths behind me i was actually getting up to the bumper coming to restarts and to the green flag so i wasn't so right there i think my confidence was definitely getting a lot better and that's always a good thing though you want to you want to get that confidence up like i i've worked with guys in the past who no matter what i told them even when we had radios i tell them to get up closer to the guy in front of them and he'd still be a car length back to the, the point where if there's a guy on the outside, as soon yep. as they start rolling the center, he he was able to slide right in front of him and get that inside line before they even got to the start-finish line. So yeah. even just little things uh, like getting up to the, to, to the back bumper is it shows big improvements as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, and I mean, like, like I know my first race at Merrittsville, it's like, you know, I, you know, I'm saying, you know, I'm saying, I'm sitting there behind the wheel and, you know, the car in front of me and, you know, we're going around on the, on the parade last before the race. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm like really close. I feel like I'm really close. And then, you know, I see video afterwards. I'm like, wow, you could get a semi between <laughs> me and the car in front of me. It, wherever you think you're good, you are three, you're probably at least two car lengths away from them. Get up closer. Well, that, and that's the thing, like, you know, the people I was with, they're like, if you're in doubt, just hit the guy. I'm like, I don't want to hit someone. Yeah. That, that, you, you know what? They're not wrong. Like, <laughs> you, you, you want to get up there, like, tap them, let them know you're even there. Yep. Yeah, uh, like, you know, sorry, go ahead. Oh, uh, yeah. It's like, you know, I guess, I guess, you know, my mentality is like, you know, everyone that I'm racing, you know, I was racing against there. It's like, you know, these guys have been doing it, you know, doing it for however long. And, you know, here's this guy, all of a sudden he's like hitting them on the, on the, on the parade laps. But I didn't, I don't want to become, you know, that guy's like, Oh, this is the guy that drives into everybody. No, you're completely correct. Even um, I've noticed, cause I, I deal with more uh, asphalt stuff over here in Flambro and um, uh, Varney area. 
And it's kind of funny when I hear some things about certain drivers going to other tracks and, and, or they come there. It's like on the parade lap coming to the green, they're already touching fenders. Like they're, they're already beating and banging. And the guys who come from out of town, they're just like, what the hell are you doing? Like, we're not even <laughs> racing yet. Wait till we're racing. Yeah. But no, it's, uh, it, it, you're completely correct in wanting to not, piss anyone off but at the same time you want to get up there to to let them know that hey like i'm gonna come after you yeah um so you so you didn't come from like so i if i remember correctly you have done some drag racing correct yes um when i was when i was younger that was um you know that was the that was the thing to do you know i grew up um you know the fast and the furious movies came out so you know (laughs) They kind of, they kind of, you know, I wouldn't say they exaggerate. Well, they did definitely exaggerate. Um, but I mean, that's what every, you know, a lot of kids in my, in my generation, you know, we're growing up. It's like, oh, well, we're going to start drag racing. And I mean, you know, I've never, you know, I haven't always been into the, into the front wheel drive thing. I mean, you know, I grew up um, with American Muscle. Um, you know, my, mo- my mom's side of the family, um, it was always Mopar or no car. Yeah. Um, so like I said, I grew up uh, on uh, on big V8s, but you know, when it came time for me to, you know, as a kid, um, when I started, uh, my very well, my very first vehicle was a Chevy pickup. Uh, but when I uh, when I got that, you know, after um, I got rid of that, I ended up buying a PT Cruiser, and it was uh, it was funny because you know all all my friends that I would go to the drag strip with, you know. I'm going to guys, you know, going with guys with, you know, Camaros, Mustangs, Corvettes. Um, and here I am with my little turbo PT cruiser. And it was just, <laughs> I was just, after that, it was like, I kind of, I kind of liked being the, the whole underdog thing. And yeah. I think a lot of that kind of, what kind of drew me to the whole mini stock thing, it's, it's not so much how much horsepower you have. It's how well you drive the car. Yeah. So I think a lot of that, you know, and it's, it's a great, it's a great learning. Um, it's a great learning series. And I mean, I've always, you know, been more interested in um, the learning series and watching um, the, basically the, the lower classes. Um, I know when they used to televise them, um, the SCCA used to do their, uh, their runoff championships for all their divisions. And I used to love watching um, the spec series. So like spec Miata um, and then the B spec classes where it's just like the little Honda fits and Chevy Sonics and things like that. You know, cars that are designed to be grocery getters running around a racetrack with like a hundred horsepower. <laughs> yeah. those, those classes just, it, and it's all driver skill. It's not, it's not how much horsepower and how much money you can throw in the car. It's how well you handle your car. And yeah. to me, that may, you know, that makes, you know, for me a lot better racing. I mean, you know, I've, I've had conversations with, with some of the, the drivers that I'm going to be um, competing with in 2021. And I mean, they, they all agree. It's like, you know, the mini stock class, you're going to see a lot of um, a lot more closer racing because I mean, you know, we're we're running with you know five six hundred dollar cars, you know the late models. Sure, they look cool. They they put on a you know they're fun to watch, but I mean you're not going to have a guy with you know a thirty thousand dollar fiberglass body stick his nose in, you know for a thousand dollar payday. But you know a guy with a you know five hundred dollar cobalt, well he's going to try and make that move. So you know, I think you're you're going to see a lot more ex, you know there's going to be a lot more exciting racing in the in the mini stock class and I think you're going to see a lot closer with racing too. Yeah, for sure. I I even noticed on the asphalt side that um, a lot of the mini stock guys they they're more beaten and banging. They're willing to stick their nose in there because again it's you know well mini stocks on asphalt they're going for eight ten grand now so. <laughs> not really the $500 car that that they used to be but that's the pure stocks for you but still it's they're they're not afraid to rub you whereas you go up in the into the higher stuff if you rub someone 
it may not end up too good too good for you yeah well that's the thing i mean you know those late model bodies they're not they're not cheap and you know you're not you know you're you're racing you know a higher end class you know at a grassroots level i mean you don't have you know nascar level sponsorships coming in where oh you you know screw up your body well you know next week you gotta you know you got the money to put 10 new bodies on right yeah it's you screw up your body that's a lot of money yeah well and that's and luckily for um uh for your division too you can just call up a little if, if it gets that bad you can also just call up a local scrapyard and be like hey i need a fender and nine times out of ten they're going to carry what you need what you need yeah here's here's you know your your you know fifty dollar fender twenty dollar bumper exactly yeah. Yeah, or uh, you know spend 40 bucks get a piece of sheet metal and cut one yeah where like I, I used to put those uh, uh used to help put those late model bodies on in the winter time for for the guy w- would work uh on the late model with and just knowing how like just knowing you had to be precise with that because like even if you messed up there you you may have to go out and get a whole new fender and that's 250 bucks if i'm not mistaken yeah so it <laughs> but yeah so you're 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 completely correct or you know you if you you know dent the wrong piece of it, you know it screws up your aerodynamics and your car's not going to turn. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we're going to jump into our fan question period right now, where we asked have had um, I put out a post on social media asking for questions, and we got a couple. Uh, we, we wow, I had a, we had a couple come across the board, and if you're okay. up for it, we're gonna you're gonna answer them for us. Sure. So the first one is from your brand new teammate, Mark McDonald. Yep. On a scale of one to ten, how good looking is your new teammate? <laughs> yeah, I knew I had a, I knew he was gonna ask that. Um I jokingly told him in a text message, I'm gonna be like, You're a one. He's <laughs> like, Come on, I'm a I'm at least a one point five. I got my hair cut today. <laughs> <laughs> you know, honestly I'd have to say he's a solid eight. Yeah. Uh, and then our next one is for I man, I can't say this guy's last name and I'm really upset about it. Joey Harry Mens, Harry Mens. Really hope I hope he's actually my next guest on uh, in the new year, my first guest back. So I'm going to ask him for the proper pronunciation of that last name. Okay. Um, he asked, "Are you planning on traveling to some new tracks in 2021?" So obviously you, you're going to be running Southern Ontario Motor Speedway, correct? Correct. Um, um, is there any other tracks you're going to hit up? Uh, I'd like to. I'd certainly like to. Um, so my my overall goal, um, I'd like to finish the you know the Niagara Peninsula. So I definitely want to um, to do an event at Oshwegan. Yep. Um, but for that to go away, every, you know, for that to happen, I know Oshwegan's on the reserve, and I know the reserve's pretty uh, pretty tight about everything that's going on right now. So hopefully um, come 2021, that might become a um, reality. Um, I definitely like uh, like to raise, do at least one event at Delaware. Um, I kind of hoping they do something like they did a few years ago where they did a, uh, um, basically it was a, an invitational race and they did, it, the rules were literally if the car was four cylinder and legal at their home track, they could come and run it and they did a they did a big enduro style event um oh, so the, i think like the ice maker 150 they had kind of um, yeah they did it the way they did it it was everyone did individual qualifying and then the field was released based on their their qualifying time so the slowest guy went out and you know just averaging his times they knew okay um, so he could go two laps before the next guy could start. And their, their whole thing was literally there. I think it was like 50 cars. And by the time the 150 laps was over or something, all 50 cars were on the same lap. Oh, wow. Unless, unless like someone had a mechanical fail failure or crashed out. But yeah, yeah. For the most part, all, I believe every single car um, started on the, ended on the same lap. So that doing it that way, I thought was pretty cool. And, you know, I'd like to, I'd like to uh, to make it out to at least one event at Delaware because I've always wanted to to do a stock car race at Delaware. 
um, ever since I went the first time. Um, there's a few, a few smaller tracks um, that I kind of want to do. Um, my new teammate, Mark, um, he actually uh, started uh, stock car racing up in Varney. Okay. And um, I know him and I were talking and he thought it would be fun uh, if one weekend uh, we went up and did a couple, did an event at Varney. Uh, but again, it's, it's trying to get the rules to, to line up because yep. um, as much as the tracks, it seems, you know, just looking at everyone's rule package, as much as the rules, they're trying to kind of standardize the rules, some tracks still have slightly different rules. So like I said, it, it would be nice. Um, like I said, my, my big three um, right now are Oshwegan, Delaware. And like I said, I'd like to, to go with Mark and, and go do some stuff up at, uh, at Varney, I think would be fun. Yeah, Varney Varney's a great track. I, I I I've been up there a few times and I feel it is one of the better what one of it is a really really good track to go to. Yeah, like I know like when he when he was racing up there, I'd gone to I'd been to a couple of his events and um I haven't been I haven't been up there um probably in about 10 years and I know the I know the track um, at least the owner has changed, and I think it's changed names too. Yeah. Um, uh, no, it's still full throttle. Oh, it is still okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. I know, and I know it was pretty high banked um, when I was there. And so hopefully they haven't changed the the surface um, that much. But the the surface hasn't changed. Um, I, I I've heard rumors that they're they're they were going to be repaving. Okay. So I don't know how true those rumors are. I've just heard them. So who knows? We, who knows what it'll, what it'll look like in 2021. True. Well, I know, I know when they, when they repaved Delaware 10 years ago or yeah. so, no, it really, uh, it really helped. Like it went from a one groove racetrack to a three groove racetrack. Yeah. But I think over, over time, um, like I said, it's been a while since Delaware has been repaved, and I think it, um, Delaware, I think it's gone back to like a one and a half groove racetrack, just from what I've seen videos of. But you know, that remains to be seen. Seen, I won't know for sure until you know I'm out there. <laughs> yeah, I haven't been back to I haven't been to Delaware since oh s the spring of 2017. So I, I know I used to know, I I remember when they added that extra lower lane in turns three and four to help um, make more side-by-side -side action. Cause down in one and two, you can get that side-by-side -side action. You can also get that run off the backstretch, but three and four was very pinched off. It was a really a one groove track down there. Yeah. Well, I know, I know they uh, extending that pit wall helped a lot too. Cause I, know, I remember a couple of uh, races I, I went to when I was younger there the number of cars I saw head on into the end of the end of the pit wall coming yeah. out of uh, coming out of four there. So, I mean, extending that that pit wall to the middle of the corner, that definitely has cut back on a lot of people hitting that wall. Yeah, yeah, it did for sure. I remember a couple of bad accidents uh, uh, in my Friday nights that I was there. So, I'm glad that there there hasn't been any uh, much more um, bad wrecks down there. So. Yeah. They're mostly on the front stretch now, on their on a restart. Yeah, well, I know, I know there was there was one uh, one race I went to. Um, I was actually still in high school there. Um, I went with one of my buddies, and we're we're sitting. We always we always sat in the grass um, on the turn one two hill. Yep. Well, went to Delaware, and and we're sitting there, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, what the heck am I getting in my eye? And you know, you know, eye kind of turns to look um, at the start finish line and going down the front stretch is a late model on its roof. Jeez. Oh, I think I remember, I think I remember seeing video of that. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I, yeah. And then just yeah, I remember that. Slide, slide down the, slid down the length of the, of the, uh, the front stretch and head on into the, into the turn one wall on his roof. It's, yeah, I think that's probably about the most spectacular crash I've seen at Delaware, but that was, that was definitely one of those, I kind of wish I'd seen what totally happened instead of, you know, what, what oh, look, a car sliding on its roof. 
Yeah, I trust me. I know those ones. Uh, being especially on the inside of the track, and you're just you, you have a, a I'd say not even a five second, really only a five second window to yeah. really catch any of the action. And there was a really bad wreck one. I can't remember the year. I want to say it was 2009 or 2010. And there's a, I think, it was, I think it was 2009. There's a real bad wreck coming out of four. And I swear it took him an hour to finally get the car. Cause I think there was a car sitting on top of the wall and they couldn't figure out how to get the cars separated enough to get the other car out. So I think they ended up like pulling a flatbed, backing it up, dragging it across the roof of the, of the one car onto the flatbed, yeah. I think. And it was, it was like an hour and a half delay and those shows run late to begin with. Yeah. And so when you're driving another two and a half hours, three hours home, you yeah. don't want to be sitting there for that long waiting for, for your race to be done. Yeah. Well, I remember, well, I remember one, um, how, you know, they've got the Delaware hump coming at a two there. Yep. I remember, I remember one wreck, um, the one car got hit so hard that they actually had to use both wreckers to take it off the track because if they'd used just one, they would have torn the car in half. Oh, wow. So they had to have, they had to have one, one of the tow trucks picked up the front, the other one backed up, picked up the back, and they literally had to drive the car. They, they, had, to, they had to carry the car off the track like that to basically stop from, from tearing the car in half. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm hoping now I kind of want to go back to trying to find some videos of that. I think that may be a YouTube night where I just start looking up Delaware Speedway when I can find. Well, I know, I know there's a, I know there's a lot of, uh, I know there's a lot of videos on YouTube of, uh, of some pretty infamous nights at Delaware's King of the Hill too. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, I want to say there's a Viper incident. Yep. There was the, the Viper that got, um, got hit by the the Corvette and the both of them wrecked coming out of four. Yeah. Um, there was there's the it was the I think it was the WS6 Trans Am that got borrowed quote unquote from one of uh, the local dealerships unwillingly and the guy lost it going into turn one and cracked it up. Oh man. Yeah. I remember a, a Mustang guy who used to come out and just like whip everyone's tail. Yep. That's, oh, well, I, I miss King the, of the Hill. Yeah, that, it it was it made for the it made for a highlight. It was a, it was a fun it was a fun thing, and I mean, the fans seemed to really like it. And it it brought out a lot of characters. Yeah, exactly. And and it it kind of it kind of took on its own little it, its own little thing. Like everyone, you know, the, it had its regulars. Yeah. I mean, there was the the black Honda Civic that they called the the shoebox. Yep. Um, I think the Mustang you were talking talking about was the yellow one. Um, I think he went by the nickname Venom. I don't think it was him. It was a like a oh, it was a one. It was like a '84, I believe it was. It was a okay. I think it was a hatchback. Okay. I think, if I remember correctly, I can't remember. Like it's it's been years since I've seen it, so I can't even. Yeah. Cause he used to come up to Flambro on some King of the Hill nights as well. And he'd whoop everyone's butt there too. Yeah. Yeah. So like I said, I mean, it, it was fun. I mean, it, the, you know, the King of the Hill thing, you know, it, it kind of took on a life of its own and, you know, it was, it was almost as competitive and um, as followed as the weekly series. I mean, I remember um, at one point they were actually publishing the King of the Hill results in the newspaper alongside Delaware, like the, the weekly series results. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like that, it, it helps everyone kind of like, it, it's, it's publicity, right? And that's all that matters. Yeah. It gets people out to the track. And I mean, that's what the, that's what the local tracks need. And that's how they're, that's how they're going to stay, you know, viable is if people come out and watch, watch the races. Yeah. Um, so we're going to jump ahead here, uh, uh, talk about your 2021 year. Yep. Um, what are your goals with the new car? Um, well, not, not to sound super conceited, but my, my goal is to win everything. Yep. <laughs> I think that's um, every racer's mentality though. Yeah. 
I mean, there, there's no point in racing if you're not planning on winning. Exactly. Um, I would like, honestly, I would be happy um, if I got one heat, I won a heat race and I won a feature race. I think if, if I, if I did that, um, I would consider that a, um, a successful season, especially, you know, for my first full-time um, season. Um, you know, obviously, you know, if I win the championship, hey, great. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, uh, if I, if I can get at least, um, one heat rate, uh, heat win out of it and one, and one feature win out of it, um, I'd be, uh, I'd be very happy. That's a, like, and, of course, and that's a good year to begin with anyways, no matter if you win a heat or a feature, uh, as long as you, even that's just, even that's a simple goal enough. Like if, if you go out and get that, that's even, that's a, if you, if you go out there and win, I don't know, two, three features like there, that, those are just icing on the cake then. Oh, oh, for sure. And I mean, you know, I, you know, both, you know, that goal, I think it is, you know, a hundred percent, uh, percent doable. And I mean, it'll take, you know, a lot of, a lot of focus and a lot of, you know, actually trying instead of just running around the back of the pack. Yep. And I mean, you know, I don't, you know, as much as, you know, I do want to say, you know, I want to win every race, you know, I want to be, you know, a competitive car, you know, I want to be up there, you know, content, you know, maybe not winning every race, but, you know, being a contender, you know, top five, top 10 finishes, um, you know, definitely not be one of these guys who just, you know, comes out, runs around the track and goes home at the end of the night, you know, be out yeah. there and, you know, I'd like to, you know, establish myself as kind of a, as a pre uh, presence, you know, you don't have, again, not having to win everything, but, you know, you know, the wife and I have been talking and, you know, we want to make the team, not just a team on the track, but, you know, we also want to do stuff around the community, um, you know, help, you know, do fundraisers for, for local charities, things like that. You know, just, you know, as a way to, as to, you know, just better the, better the community as well. I mean, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to win everything if you're known. Yeah. You know, and they, I, I always thought, you know, I always thought it would be cool, you know, be like, Hey, that's Ryan Houston. Yeah. And it's, it, it's always fun when little kids come up to you and be like, you're one of, you're my favorite racer. Like it, yeah. right there is like the pinnacle of why you go to the track. Oh, for sure. And I mean, you know, it's not, you know, okay, yes, we go, we go to win and we want to put on a, on a good show, but at the end of the day, you know, it's that little kid that's in the stands that's going one day, that's going to be me. Yep. And I mean, that, that's who we want to, you know, we want to put on the show for is, you know, the kids because, well, let's face it. That's, that's the next generation there. You know, yep. they, if they didn't, if they're not interested in it at all, it's like any other sport. It'll go away. Yep. It, it, it ends up dying out, which is in a motorsports help, helps a lot of people. That's their getaway. Even though it's racing is stressful. That's their, that's their release from everyday life. Yep. Um, man, I, I, I can agree with that. Cause even um, the super stock team I was with, uh, I'm trying to think here the year 2017, we we went out for uh, uh what is it the fan appreciation night where the uh the the autograph night yep. and i went out with my buddy i walked out on this track with him uh with his car and one of the, the this lady came out of the stands she came down she came right up to us and was like you are you're my favorite car <laughs> Like, I love your paint scheme. I love you. Like, you're just a, like, your car is amazing. It's like, what happened in that race? And, she, and my driver goes, I don't know. Ask him. <laughs> and then me and this girl had a chat for, me and this lady had a chat for a couple of minutes just talking about it. And just yeah. that she loved the purple and black paint scheme that we had for the car. Yeah. And, that, and that's and what I you mean, do it for. Yeah. I mean, you know that you know and you know interacting with the fans and and you know and you know especially the children you know that's part of the um the reason that you know we've designed kind of the 2021 paint scheme the way we have um yeah. i don't want to get um i don't want to give away anything 
um, about what we're doing, but it, it's very, um, it's a very uh, kid-oriented um, patent scheme. Oh, and, really? Um, yeah, I'm hoping that um, you know, come the season, you know, and the kid, you know, kids in the stand, they're gonna be like, "Wow!" when they see the car. So that's the that's the goal. Hopefully, you know, it turns out as you know we've kind of planned, but that's the goal anyway. I, I now I'm I'm really excited for when it when you guys uh, release that now. Yeah. That's gonna. That, I, I'm. I'm not. You got me excited over it. So I love. I love new pain schemes. Yep. I'm a sucker for them. So I. I'm excited for it. Yeah. And well, this one. This one was designed by my nine-year-old daughter. So. It's uh It's gonna be very interesting. Oh, I that. So it's kind of like the. Uh, oh, I, I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna give it. Obviously, I can't give anything away because I don't even know what it looks like. But it's kind of like. Um, Oh, a few years ago when Toyota had a great thing where it was design a ride program that they had. Mm-hmm. And you can you got to design the car and the win the winning the winning design was wrapped on that car for the for a weekend and like a uh, Kyle Bush had like a oh a puppy pink flowery car and yep that girl's going to keep that as a memory. Like, wow, my design won a contest and this driver had to, uh, had to, had to drive it. Like that kind of makes it even that much better. Yeah. I, I actually, I actually remember that. That was a, was a very good marketing tool. Uh, exactly. Like where, where is that now? Like I, I kind of wish like that they kind of continued with stuff like that because people got designs. They got, ideas that they could put out there and if they're not asking it kind of almost like pushes them away a little bit yeah like well i remember i remember years ago i can't remember who it was that did it but they actually did this thing where um you could actually sign your name and you would sign your name and it would go on the wrap for the car and the entire car was literally just people's signatures um, I remember that because my name was actually on the pit wall banner. Oh, really? Um, it was Dale Jr. Okay. When when he went moved over to the eighty eight, I can't remember if it was two thousand. It was around two thousand eight, two thousand nine, maybe around two thousand eleven or so when it when he when they did that. Um, but yeah, you could. I remember submitting in my name, and they they sent me a picture. Uh, they didn't literally like you could say like, oh, look up your name. I looked up my name. And I found it, and it was on it was on the pit wall banner. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, so that's that's a cool little memory that I have from that. So, yeah. Um, but even something like that, I I know someone who's uh, uh, who was a recent guest on 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 the show, uh, Jonathan Vay. He's he's uh, getting some uh, nor- notoriety on uh, TikTok, and if he gets to a thousand followers he's going to have all a thousand uh, followers names written on his race car. Oh, that's pretty cool. That, that, that's a cool little incentive for him. So, but that is stuff like that helps, helps your marketing. It gets people out there. It gets like, it lets people know about you. Right. Yep. And I mean, it, you know, at the grassroots level, I mean, you know, it's, you know, that's one of the, you know, one of the biggest challenges at least i'm finding at the grassroots level um is attracting sponsors and you know things like that that's gonna tell people go oh wait a minute this person is active this person is you know there's a reason to, to you know support them and then, i mean you got to do things like that. you know no longer you know no longer have we reached a thing where you know it's just like you know, at the end of the race, you thank your sponsors and you go about your day. You know, you got to have Facebook and TikTok and YouTube and yep. Instagram and Twitter and you got to have it all. The uh, the one word I keep hearing reiterated is a podcast that I listen to called uh, Door Bumper Clear. And the one guy is, is in marketing. He is, uh, not only was he a spotter, but he is also on the business side of things. And he even says it's all about the sponsorship activation. 
And that's exactly what you need to do. They, it's how the sponsor activates their, their deal with the, with the driver, as well as the driver activating the deal for the sponsor. And it's yeah. gotta be a mutual there, right? Yeah. They're like, you know, we're going to give you, you know, 500 bucks. What are you doing for us? Yeah, exactly. Are you going to get one post every week saying, oh yeah, we want to thank our sponsors and you're in that list. Or are you going to go out there and share their posts when they're, when they post stuff, are you going to do, uh, are you going to go to their business and, and use them? Are you going to uh, tell your friends to go there, refer your friends um, to go, to go there? Like that's how those sponsorships keep rolling back to you. Yeah. And I feel like that's a almost a lost art in grassroots racing. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, you know, a lot of it, it's, you know, Oh, you know, my buddy Odin's, you know, this company, Hey man, give me like a hundred bucks. I'll put your name on the car. Yeah. You know, and it's just, you know, depending on the company, you know, all it is is, you know, it's a little, little tiny tax right off of the, the end of the year. I mean, and that's, you know, what seem, you know, what a lot of people seem to do is, you know, they just go to like friends and, you know, family or, you know, acquaintances or whatever, and just be like, Hey, you've got a business. Do you want to, you know, throw a couple bucks at me and I'll put your name on my car type thing. Yeah. And sometimes you got to suffer a couple of years without having that. But as long as you can keep pushing forward in, in showing your activation for the sponsors you do have, yeah. those, those other guys are like, Oh, he actually does stuff for his sponsors. All right, let's contact him and let's, let's set something up with him. Yeah. You know, and I know, you know, the last, you know, like last year, you know, so 2020, um, you know, when, you know, we went out the first time to do it, you know, we, uh, we went out, I think it was the end of it was the week before March break, um, 2020, when we, yep. uh, went out first time to, to go about, uh, asking for sponsors. And literally the day we went out asking for sponsors is the day that the government announced that we're doing a lockdown. So, you know, they were, you know, everything was locking down and going to be closed for at least two weeks. And it's like, wow. And I picked today to, to go out and start <laughs> for sponsors. So of course, yeah. you know, all, all, you know, every company I approached, you know, they were like, you know, come back, you know, come back, you know, for next year, you know, when there's a little bit more certainty um, and we'll see. So, you know, great. When we went out, went out for this, you know, this year, um, you know, again, we, we did go back to the, to the companies that seemed interested and, you know, gave, gave them, you know, gave them the information and everything. And then, you know, once again, it looks like, you know, we're heading right towards another lockdown. So again, it's going to make things a little, uh, a little tighter on companies. And, yeah, uh, you know, I personally, um, I like approaching the smaller, um, the smaller mom and pop companies because, you know, I, I firmly believe in, you know, supporting small local businesses. Yep. And I mean, you know, everybody thinks, oh, I need this, you know, go to Walmart, go to Canadian Tire, go to Home Depot, you know, but, you know, if I can, you know, do a company that, hey, I need this, we'll check out this company, you know. Exactly. Yeah, like I said, it's just, you know, it is, it is what it is. And I mean, uh, I'm hoping that, you know, come 2022, that you know things things have cleared up and I can you know start start repping people the way I want to. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know what? Speaking of sponsors, is there any sponsors or special thanks that you want to give out uh, while while you're on with us? Um. Well, I do have. Um, I've got a couple of um, family sponsors. Uh, my father-in-law. Um, gave me some money uh during the during the year to to help with expenses um so his name um he kind of made a a little a thing uh in memorial to uh my brother-in-law who passed away a few few years back he calls it a rpm fishing clan and it's literally just um just the family you know when the family goes out fishing we're just like yep we're the rpm fishing clan so kind of so put his name put that on the car and then um my mom gave me uh some money again 
uh, to help out with expenses this year. And uh, her uh, home home business is Executive Edge Virtual Assistant. And uh, what she does is basically freelance um, secretarial and uh, editing uh, work. So if you know you need secret, you know filing or or bookkeeping or transcribing or editing, that's what my mom does. Nice. Uh, is there any uh, anyone else that you want to thank for your 2020 year or uh, going forward in 2021? Um, yeah, I'd love to. You know, I'd love to thank my wife for um, not just putting up with this obsession, but actually being down in the garage with me, working on the car with me. Um, it's, you know, that's, that's one thing I've all, I always dreamed of having is, you know, a wife that is actually into the, into the, the whole car side of things. I mean, she's not, you know, a super expert when it comes to cars. Um, but you know, she's learning a lot. Um, and you know, I jokingly call her my crew chief. Um, my friend, uh, my friend, Mark, who is now, um, my teammate, um, him helping me at race events, um, has, was a, was a big help. Um, my buddy, Steve, um, again, he helped me out at, uh, at the racing events and he's the, uh, the unofficial team cook. And, uh, of course, my father-in-law as well um, for be, being the wheel man. So I didn't have, you know, especially the, the trips to the Niagara region, you know, it's a long drive there and then, you know, spend the day in the sun and then have to drive home at the end of the night. Yep. Um, it's, it's nice to have um, someone who can, can do uh, the driving. And then, uh, of course, my mom for, you know, supporting me when I was a kid. I, that that's you always gotta thank your parents, right? Yep. Um, and I, I I'd say I'd say thank to my dad too, but my dad passed away a few years ago. But yes, dad, thank you as well. Uh, where can uh, where can fans uh, catch you uh, on social media? Um. So right now we only have um, Ohana Acres Racing on Facebook. Um, haven't had a lot of time in the last little bit to really, uh, oh, shouldn't, not just Facebook. I, my wife's, uh, my wife's playing around with, uh, um, I think it's TikTok. Yeah. Um, I think she started a TikTok thing. Um, so we're, we're also on there. Um, my goal is to eventually get the YouTube channel up and running. Um, I've kind of been procrastinating on that mainly because I'm not entirely sure how to work YouTube. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd like to, I'd actually like to use YouTube as a, as a way to generate revenue. And I know there's, there's ways to do it. There's, you have to do it a specific way and it's a little confusing. So if anyone listening actually knows how to do it, um, feel free to, to send, uh, send me a message on Ohana Acres Racing with, uh, a little guide on how to do it. Um, and then uh, I think we're also on Instagram. Yeah. All right. Well, we want to thank you for uh, jumping on with us this week. It was a uh, uh, fun chatting with you. Uh, we hope you have a, a good 2020 off season and we wish you all the best in 2021. Thank you. And uh, thank you for having me. It's a, uh, it was definitely an experience. First time ever having a, to do something like this. So um, hopefully if you have me again, it, uh, it becomes a little easier but nervous the whole time. Well, I hope uh, the next time I, uh, hopefully the next time I get to uh, talk to you is uh, actually in person um, at, at, a, at Southern Ontario Motor Speedway or wherever uh, you may end up racing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I would, uh, I would really enjoy that. All right. Well, you have yourself a great night, Ryan. You as well. And we'll catch you later, all right? Yes, sir. All right, bye. Bye. All right, you guys. Once again, that was driver the number 92H. That was Ryan Houston. We want to thank Ryan for coming on. Um, it was uh, it was a lot of fun chatting with him and actually uh, uh, kind of getting to know him a little bit more. And I hope, you, as always, I hope you guys learned a little bit something about him as well. So uh, in 2021 here, make sure you guys check him out on Facebook and Instagram, at Ohana Acres Racing. Um, they, they are a great family run team 
out of the Leamington area. They run at Southern Ontario Motor Speedway. So if you guys are out that way, make sure to go check them out. Um, uh, make sure to check them out on Facebook, Instagram. Make sure to support them at the track as well. Um, yeah, these guys are uh, these guys are awesome. I, I like working with them. Like I said, hopefully in 2021 here, uh, everything kind of goes back to normal. And I get to get to uh, meet them a little bit more and hopefully uh, have some more conversations and uh, some good times. So uh, uh, that, that does it for that interview. Um, next week on the show, we have Joey Harriman's coming on. Um, Joey and I sat down a couple weeks ago and uh, uh, last or a couple weeks ago, yeah. And uh, yeah, he, he's a modified racer out of from London as, as well. So we're kind of keeping it Western Ontario right now. And uh, yeah, he's um, uh, we talked to him, got get to know a little bit about him. His starts in the uh, uh, micro sprints. Um, the asphalt micro sprints and go-karts and whatnot and then how he got into uh, the modified he's in now so we hope you guys come back next week as always my name is john morrison and you guys are listening to the true north racing podcast brought to you by jomo media and promotions we will see you guys next week <laughs>